episode 285 of Magic the Amateuring. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for people who are playing the game of magic. Whether you are new to the game, learning the game, getting better, or you're ready to go crack a GP wide open. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And Megan, before this episode told started, told me she was body snatched. It's true. It's the only explanation for why I'm eating an almond croissant and not a bagel right now. I don't even know who you are anymore. I don't know who I am either. Do you think it was an alien? Yes. Which which reminds me. What? I I decided my favorite theory is the worm theory slash no warp, <laughs> like the prime directive theory. Okay, so this is this is the question of if there are aliens out there. Yes. Which I personally believe because there's just so much out there. How could there not be other yeah. intelligent life? And But why haven't they contacted us yet yes. if they exist? And the worm theory slash prime directive theory is a nicer way to say it. Yeah. Is that we're just like not worth contacting. <laughs> we are not smart enough yet. We're no. not smart enough. We're not no. getting enough done. We are basically worms. Yeah. And we don't have warp drive yet. So exactly. They so can't. they can't. They're not allowed. The, yeah. Yeah. So there so you go. There you go. <laughs> We've what's, solved science. What's your theory for why aliens haven't contacted us yet? Uh, tweet at us at MTA cast with the hashtag alien theory <laughs> on today's episode we've got a lot to talk about by the way besides aliens yes even though i'm always thinking about them yeah constantly running in the back of my mind m19 is out yes it sure is and we went to a pre-release this weekend yeah it was a lot of fun it was great it was classic magic it was classic magic that's exactly how it feels yeah. playing corset pre-release yeah. it was like oh Classic magic. Classic magic. And if you've got drafts or sealed in the future for yourself, we're going to talk a little bit about our first impressions of what we think of Corset 2019. Yeah. We're also going to talk about something from our brand new newsletter. By the way, you should sign up. You should. Our first one went out uh, last week and it was full of some sweet photos from some trips that we've taken recently. Including a really creepy one of my giant face. Oh, that's true. At at an art installation at the Columbus Convention Center. Very strange. Um, Some lessons that Maria learned on the road. Yeah. Uh, Some some sweet clips of what our friends have been doing around the internet and an awesome recipe from none other than pro tour historian brian david marshall yeah it was fantastic newsletter if you want to get in on that uh you can just head to our website either goodluckhigh5.com or magicallyamateuring.com there's a a link to sign up for the newsletter there and it's it's awesome i saw it and i was like i would love i you know i work on this show but if i didn't (laughs) i would love reading this i would love to get this do you know what i had a great time reading it while i put it together yeah I didn't read it once it was done because I had read it 20 times while I was putting it together, but it was great. My point is one of the, so the section where I learned some lessons, I wanted to specifically share those with you on the show and there are lessons about playing control. And if you listen to the show, you know that I am no fan of playing this kind of deck. No. However, they are running rampant all over standard right now. M19, change that hashtag please. Uh, But (laughs) even if it doesn't, I learned some interesting things that I thought maybe it would be good to share with all of you and we can have a little talk about it because Megan here is the resident control expert. I adore control. I'm very happy for you and the journey that you're starting out on. Also, I'm now going to go look at all of the tweets with hashtag please in there. (laughs) 
Because yeah, that sounds like probably, a very good hashtag. It's, it's probably a lot. There's a lot. I imagine it is a lot of tweets. <laughs> and because we have a new set out, guess what? Flavor Text Theater is Yay! coming at you uh, with the brand new Corset 2019. It's going to be great. Yes. And our news, uh, as always. But before we get started, a quick thank you to everybody who makes this show happen, literally makes this show happen with their money dollars every week on Patreon. That's uh, right. Head on over to patreon.com slash mtacast if you too believe that this show should continue and you want to support it. Yes. Um, the summer months are always kind of hard for content creators. True. We get it. You're outside. You're doing exciting stuff. You've gone to the lake a bunch. I certainly have. Yeah. You've gotten sunburns. Um, you know, you've been tubing. You've done exciting things outside and you're not necessarily listening um, as much or watching as much as you would be during the cold, dark, bleak winter months yeah. when we all wonder if we still have souls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so consider going on over to patreon.com slash MTA cast um, and helping us through these sort of difficult summer months when sometimes subscribers fall off, sometimes patrons fall off. We totally get it. But if you're out there listening, consider consider chipping in and helping us keep keep and keeping on. Great point. Big thanks to cardkingdom.com slash MTA cast for being the sponsor of our show. One of two. Uh, they're fantastic. Yes. Um, and if you haven't ever ordered anything from them, you know, give it a try the next time that you think I need to order a box. I need to order boosters. I need to order a deck box or dice or anything like that, because you'll be so impressed with their shipping, with their customer service and their array of products they offer on their website. Ooh, coming up soon. Yeah. We're going to talk more yes. uh, about their, their decks not today, but in the future, they now have um, 60 card singleton decks. Yeah. Uh, what are they calling them again? Well, they're for Brawl. Yes. But they called them something because we have their battle decks. Yes. Which are the smaller ones that we've played with before and aren't singleton. Um, but these are exactly like Brawl decks, except you can buy them 60 card singleton already ready to go with their general and everything. This is so smart, by and the way. And it is so smart. So even if you're like, I'm a little bit intimidated, even by Brawl, 60 card singleton is a lot of cards. Yeah. You can go through. They have tons of ones that my I picked one that has Tachova yes. as, the, as the general because like obviously Obvi. have you met me? Obvi. And um, I'm I'm DePaula, so yeah. And it's cool because then you can customize these decks that they've put together uh, for you with little cards of your own, and then you make your own brawl deck off of the base. Because sometimes it's just like pretty daunting to be like, it I got sixty cards together. It's intimidating. The catalog of Magic cards just in standard is an it's, intimidating thing. It is so many cards right now. It is a lot with of the cards. release of M nineteen. Yeah. Oof. Anyway. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, and you can buy them on cardkeeper.com slash mtacast and more videos about those real soon. We figured out what they were called. It's sparring decks. Oh, sparring decks. But anyway. We're like, what's another word for battling? <laughs> sparring. Sparring. Yes. Nice. <laughs> well, it's time for your news this week in magic. Don't leave home without it. Yeah. Don't forget to pack some news in your backpack right alongside your lunch. Yeah. It'll be a nice buffer because newspaper is used for packing often. And yeah. then you'll read it and be smart. Exactly. Think about it. <laughs> Just think about it. First up. Yeah. Guess what? M19 is out. Hey, were you living under a rock? Well, then you didn't then know this. you didn't know this. But it's out now. If uh, you somehow didn't know it, we're here to tell <laughs> it to you. <laughs> Meaning that there was pre-releases this past weekend. Yes. And uh, yeah, and uh, it's on Online, available to play on Magic the Gathering online. Not yet on Arena, but almost. Yes, very soon very on Arena. Soon. Um, and this coming week is, is the pr- is the release. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, re- the 
the, the re-lease, <laughs> which sounds like it's being leased again. Yes. But no. No, it just means that it's going to be hitting standard at your FNMs. <laughs> um, you're going to be able to buy boosters. You're going to be able to buy yeah. boxes. You're going to be able to buy all of that good stuff. Yeah. And um, um, by the way, on Wednesday, we've got a special arena stream, a pre pre stream, a pre arena, pre arena stream. <laughs> A pre-arena stream of yes. at 19. On Thursday? It's on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Just, I just need to look up the time. That's right. <laughs> uh, to tell you when to watch. But you can tune in at twitch.tv slash magic the amateuring. Yeah. And uh, check it out because we're going to be streaming some M19 on Arena, Maria's which is pretty cool. Yeah, I am going to be celebrating my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, Megan's mom. Right. You can That's say nice. happy birthday to Megan's mom. and Yes. Uh, <laughs> Neither of us will be there to hear it. <laughs> But yeah, I'm not sure what time. Anyway, I'll tweet out a link um, at MTA cast and you can uh, check out what time that's going to be it. But it'll be it'll be on Wednesday. So, yeah. Also, if you're like you fools are always talking about Twitter and I don't have that because I don't like listening to people yell. (laughs) Fair, fair. Great point that you're making. Uh, You can also follow us on Facebook um, or Instagram if you prefer either of those social mediums. I really enjoy Instagram because I can just fill my Instagram feed with really cute dogs and really amazing musical artists. Absolutely. Um, And then I just get to open it up and look at that. Uh, So, you know, add us to that kind of happy feed. I think it's 4 p.m. So you'll have positive associations. Central. (laughs) Yes. 4 p.m. Central. Yeah. Yeah. We're on Instagram. It's cute. Anyway. M19. (laughs) Thing number two. Yes. GP Sao Paulo happened this past weekend in Brazil and yes, modern. Oh my goodness. Only one of the best formats. Yeah. And it was very diverse. There was only uh, in the top eight, two of the same deck. Wow. Which was Mardu Pyromancer. Ugh. <laughs> well, we know your thoughts on modern <laughs> Mardu Pyromancer now all of a sudden. <laughs> Look, I mean, classic Thoughtseize deck. Am I right? Yes, it is. And you know what? A lot of people are saying, is this the best deck in modern right now? Do you know what? What do you think? I think that Pyroma- young Pyromancer is dumb. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because it's so good? Because it's, do you know what? It's a creature and it makes more creatures. What world is this? Oh, you just don't like creatures. Ugh, who does? I, I do. Look, (laughs) unless my creatures fetch me lands from my deck. Wow, that's what you want? Yes. Your creatures doing your land dirty work? Yes. I want creatures to do my dirty land work <laughs> for me. Oh, man, Sebastian Pozzo. Yeah, Sebastian Pozzo did make the top eight. He was in the uh, World Championship last year. Yeah, Draft Master. The Draft Master. So, yeah, we've got our top eight deck lists here. A Mardu Pyromancer piloted by... Uh. Jose Luis Echevera. No, do you know what? What? I take it back. Young Pyromancer is not the worst card in this deck. What's the worst card? I I obviously don't mean that it's the worst card. It's an amazing, it's a great card. Bedlam Reveler can get the heck out of town. I don't even care about Bedlam Reveler. Are you kidding me? No. Bedlam Reveler can go straight to heck. I'm just like Path to Exile. Okay, but they just drew three cards. Yeah, I guess. What I more hate is their sideboard. That's yeah. actually why I don't like this. Why this deck is so good. I also, four thoughts is four Inquisition. Yeah, in that's, many of that's them. terrible. That makes that makes you a monster. Monster. In person. case you've ever wondered about yourself, am I a monster? <laughs> how many copies of Thoughtseize? Take a look at your modern you deck <laughs> and ask yourself how many copies of Thoughtseize am I playing? And the answer is yes, you are if a it's monster. Eight. Um, I would say anything that's 
six and above six and above i will give you five copies yeah how about wow what about you're adding in collective brutality into that mix do you know what that's fine it costs two mana okay so you're fine with that one yeah i'm (laughs) not gonna count that that doesn't count towards your five oh okay that doesn't count towards your five. All right. That's that's a fair number, in well, my opinion. I feel like it is a very fair number. Thank you. Here's the thing with Mardu Pyromancer. They run engineered explosives out of the board. Yeah, they, they do. They run wear tear out of the board. Yeah. Another collective brutality out of the board. Oh. Also, do you know what? Just like two blood moons blood in moons the main in deck. In the main deck. In the main deck. What? How dare you? What, a dis- what, what is this deck? What is this deck? <laughs> what a disgusting set of cards. I, Obviously, oh. it makes it brutally efficient, right? Yes. Like, that's enough disruption to just really get the job done against, like, combo decks sometimes, or even decks like Boggles, right? You've said before, oh, if they, yes. like, if you're on the draw and they thought sees you on turn one and, like, you usually only have one creature and they that's take it. it and you're like, well. Rip. Now, this is actually now why we just wait. This is why I'm salty personally. Is yeah, because at the GP, I played against one um, person who's playing Mardu Pyromancer and they thought they had a good that I had a good matchup versus them playing Boggles. And I was like, you're out of your mind. This is a <laughs> terrible matchup. How can you even say that? And a lot of people actually do say this because Boggles has the card, the best card in the deck, Daybreak Coronet. But here's the thing. There's only four copies of it. And yeah. you can't always stick it because your creature's dead. You thought seized it away or whatever, whatever. So yeah. anyway, I'm done hearing that from you, Marty Pyromancer's players. Yes. I'm over it. Sometimes I feel like playing Scapeshift against this deck, I usually feel okay, actually. Yeah. Um, because it's like I have enough, like a couple of pieces of removal main, and it's like, okay, you can like thought seize me, but my main like my hand is usually doing yeah. all one thing. It doesn't matter. So it's like it doesn't matter. But sometimes they just blood moon you in game one. Yeah. And you're like, Freaking excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking excuse me. Like, I literally can't win the game now. Yeah, Blood Moon Man. Before I die. Ugh. I hate that guy. And it's too. just like, how dare you? How dare you? How I only have two you? basics in my entire deck. I feel how like you, dare you? You shouldn't be able to shore up all of your matchups this well. Yeah. Right? Like, this just does it across the board. So, I, I might agree that this is the best deck in modern right now. And in fact, it took down the whole tournament. So, wow. There, that's saying something. You know, it really is. That's saying it's saying, it's saying that I hate them. <laughs> but yeah, there's a couple no, of I... Trons in here. Yeah. There's an Obzon. Hold on. We can we can take a look okay. at all of them. OK, take a look at all of them for me. Yeah, do it. But um, yeah, this was very it was very funny. This tournament was pretty cool uh, to see. And the World Cup was going on at the same time. And so they had a TV set up, a giant TV set up in the convention center. So everybody could watch Aww, that, that's amazing. you know, while the tournament was going on, which I thought was that's so sweet. Pretty cute. Yeah. All right. So let's take a look at what else made the top eight. Yeah. Down in Brazil. Um, ooh, Amulet, Amulet Titan. Titan. A deck so, that really seemed like it should have been dead a long time ago. Yeah, it surprises still- me. Kicking. Every time I see it make a top eight of an event, I'm like, all right. You, I mean, like one of your most important pieces was banned and now you're you're still going for it, you know? Yeah. And now people are like, what do you mean? Which piece was banned? Yeah. You're like, you I remember? Don't... Look, let me tell you about the days of this card called Summer Bloom. Ooh, really just messed you up good. Summer Bloom. Um, also, that's a that's a deck that interestingly would also get hit by the ancient stirrings yes, ban if they ever decided to go down yeah, that road. It would. Then it might truly be dead. 
Who knows? Yeah, I th- oh, yeah, I can't. Maybe they they pl- print like a little bit worse version of ancient stirrings, and then they're like, here now, play with that. Yeah, now that like Kaladesh block, like once it rotates out, yeah, you couldn't have done it right now. No. Do you know what I don't need? Is people more consistently playing Heart of Curance against me? <laughs> <laughs> Megan's enemy number one. That's what no Heart one needs right now. Speaking of ancient stirrings, though, yes, Crack Clan Ironworks. That's in the top eight. Yeah, that was, I, that was what Sebastian Pazzo played. I I believe this is also one of the best decks in the format. Do you know what? Crack Clan. Maybe it's just because at heart I do love a good combo. <laughs> like I don't feel upset at people for playing this deck. I'm like, do you know what? All right. You do your thing, have man. You, but have you played against it? I have. And you were just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what? All right. Oof. Red, green, Eldrazi of all things. Oh, Eldrazi can get wrecked on the okay. other hand. If this is what makes you happy, you're a monster. Come on. <laughs> you're just playing creatures, four fours and five fives. Exactly. Ugh. I'm fine with it. Marty okay. Pyromancer, somebody else had that in the top eight. Tron. Ooh, here we go. Classic. Uh, Tron, also another deck that had disappeared for a while. It's Eldrazi Tron. It seemed like it was how. Ha- oh. no, well, is it? No. No, it has it's four not. cards and two Eugenes um, and two Ulamonks. So that's, that's straight up Tron. Uh, it was kind of gone for a while. It but was. But it's been really making a making a strong comeback. Tron will never weeks. die. You know, people say, oh, if you ban Ancient Serene, this deck's dead or whatever. Yeah. I don't think so. I think people love that deck so much, it'll find a way to persevere. Yeah. Like Amulet Titan yep. through the Summer Bloom ban. Uh, Obs on Traverse. Ooh, named for Traverse the Ulvenwald. Yeah, Grim Flayer in here. Tarmogoyf. Uh, Siege Rhino, your best Two friend. Two Siege Rhino. Oh, go straight to heck. News. Yeah, this is just, a, just as fair as you can get in it modern. It really is. Basically. Wow. That's the most fair deck I've seen in a very long time. And Affinity. Nice. All right. Ooh, are they playing any... Uh, oh, great great question. Any great of question. our friends? No, they aren't. No. They're playing two Karn. We have some friends who both played uh, Affinity at uh, GP Vegas, yep. in the modern portion. They both went... I want to say one of them went 12 and 3. Yeah. And the other one went like 13 and 2 or something. No, the other no. way. Down. 11 and 4. Yeah. I was like, which one is that <laughs> Wait, way? top 8? No. no. The yeah. other way. The other way down. But like, and they were both playing um, Antiqu- multiple copies Antiquities. of Antiquities War. And they were both like, this card is busted. I think it's deck. great. You just get to dig for yeah. over, whatever yeah. you need. They played it over Karn. And then like, yeah, it's just that like it hits chapter, if it hits chapter 3, your opponent your is opponent's dead. dead. Your opponent's dead. You're literally attacking with like... <laughs> the only it's like an uncountable number of things. Yeah, five five. Everything is a five five. Everything that you've ever played in your life is a five five. I love it. I think that's spicy think great. and great. Um, but some some versions still playing Karn. Yeah, interesting. Um, another Mardu Pyromancer. All right, that is that's there a nice go. top eight. Good diverse top eight. All right, distinct lack of hexproof boys, but I'll yeah. let it slide. Can't be every tournament. Distinct lack of control, which had really at yeah, Barcelona was like on the uptick. And where um, was the up? Oh, in Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. Interesting. Had done really well for itself. Interesting. Yeah. News item number three, uh, small changes to Brawl, by the way, if you're into Brawl and you want to play some of those sparring decks uh, in one versus one. So multiplayer, they think it's pretty good. Yeah. One versus one, small changes. Uh, number one, your life total, starting life total is 25. Mm-hmm. So it used to be 30. They went down to 20. Now it's <laughs> split the difference. It's at 25. <laughs> and also you can take one free mulligan. Ooh. So there you go. Same as like Commander like or something, that. right? You get yeah. one free mulligan. So yeah. Brawl. Tiny little changes still out there. We're going to play some Brawl decks in a video yeah, we very are. soon. Uh, I'm super excited. News! 
Mm. First impressions. That's a good croissant, by the way. Yeah? The one that I'm eating? Well, <laughs> someone's got to find Megan's stat, because I don't know who really this good. person sitting next to me is. Anyways. Yeah. M19. M19. So, Maria. Yes. Kick it off. All right. So we set it up top. M19, classic magic. It really is. As you're playing it, you're just like, all right, what are we doing? Well, we're playing creatures yep. and we're removing creatures yep. and we're attacking with creatures. Yep. It is just. There you go. It felt so pure and so like basic magic, mm-hmm. which I think really nails it for a corset because that's yeah. exactly the feel that you want. And I was a little concerned because because they use the, a lot of the rare slots to print sideboard cards for modern. Yeah. So I was like, how will that affect things? It's fine. It yeah. plays out exactly like you would expect core magic to play out. So um, if you have the friend, I'll use this moment to say if you have a friend or somebody you want to teach magic to, I think this is the absolute 100 percent perfect time to do it. It is a great set. Because do you know yeah. what? There's not a bunch of like mechanics going on that they no. need to learn. No. They just, and it says everything that you need to know right, right there, there on there the card. Super helpful. All the reminder text. I'm pulling yeah. out my pre-release deck right now uh, to take a peek at what I played at the pre-release. Yeah. Okay. Here's, um, starting at the top, here's my hot take. Hot take. Uh, take vengeance. One in a white. Destroy target tapped creature. Yeah. Good. Not great. So too much with vigilance. Yeah, yeah. There's. Do you know what you want to kill? The thing that your opponent put a knightly valor on. <laughs> Do you know what you can't kill? Yeah. The thing your opponent put a knightly valor on. By the way, knightly valor always take it. And oh play it. boy, great knightly valor. I had. Uh, I played against um, Grayson, the ah, kid who got uh, pro tour competitor. Kid. Exactly. Um, I shouldn't call him a kid because he's like fifteen. I think sixteen. Something like that. 14. 14. Anyways, he's young, but probably not young enough to be called a kid without being insulting to him. Tell us how old you are in YouTube comments. I can't remember. (laughs) I'm trying to not be hurtful to him. Yeah, I get it. Um, I'm sure if you called me a kid when I was 14, I'd be like, I'm not a kid. Get out of here. I go to high school. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Yes. Played against him and he put, he just played. I was like winning for sure. I had just like played Elena. Yeah. And made a bunch of tokens. I'm like, things are good. I start flooding a little bit. He goes, Colossal Dreadmaw, Colossal Dreadmaw. (laughs) Knightly Valor, one of the Colossal Dreadmaws. Oh, yeah. And I would take vengeance in my hand. And and he like, like just read it, read me for it easy. He, knew, he just like he starts knew. attacking me with a little knightly valor dreadmaw. And I was like, oh, fair enough. Colossal dreadmaw. Printed at rare in every set. <laughs> six, six with trample. Yeah, just good enough. Just good enough, man. This is like, you know what? We should, this is how we should rate sets. How good is Colossal Dreadmaw in, this, in set. this set? In this set, great card. Great. Honestly, we should make it the new Riparian Tiger test. That's Because it's true. more It's more recent. It's more recent. Yeah. The Colossal Dreadmaw test. Yeah, that's a good, po- so what uh, What deck did you play? Um, What deck did I play? Great question. So you had white, <laughs> certainly, because you had Take Vengeance. I was playing Take Vengeance. That is very so true. So we got that far. Yes. Um, I was playing black, white, splash red. That's right. You had eight um, pieces of removal. Yes, I did. I had so many. I had like two take vengeance. Um, I had a strangling spores. I had an two electrify. Nice. Um, and I had the rare version of electrify that's three mana. Spitfire. Spit yeah, fi- spitfire. Spit flame. Spit flames. Spit something fiery. Spit. 
Um, anyways, so let's see. That's two, three, four, five, six. Gosh, I had two more. Oh, I had this, the seven mana three, three that destroys a permanent. Oh, yeah. A meteor golem. Yeah. Great card. And spit flame. Yeah. Spit flame. I don't remember what the last one was, but man, that was nice. Did that you have the seven? Did you play the seven mana uh, do seven to, or, or excuse me, six mana do seven to a creature? No, because red was my splash. Oh, okay. Um, and I didn't open it. I just want to know. Uh, fiery finish. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have because also <laughs> it would. It was in my splash color. Okay. Uh, also, very easy to splash in this set. Yes, there's good fixing the lands. And, yeah. Um, you have a lot of dual lands to work with. I had like a dual land and a manolith. Yeah, manolith. And legit. it was like, all right, well, let's do this. Yeah. Nice. So we both ended the tournament at three and one. So we built okay decks at the very least. Um, and oh, by the way, I have yeah. to make what I very Ooh. rarely will make on this show, which is an apology <laughs> to all of our listeners out there. Uh, I made a mistake in naming the cutest card. I can't believe wow. these words are coming out of my mouth. You really did. And do you know what? I don't mean to rub it in, but man, you forked up big time. <laughs> I really did. This is the problem. I hadn't properly examined every card in the set. I had seen one and just thought, how can it get cuter than this Stegosaurus? So I'm going to just pick the Stegosaurus. And that is my bad. Wow. So I realized on a stream all too quickly that I'd made a horrible mistake and that the cutest card is actually Dwindle. (laughs) It is. It's so cute. It's I don't painful. Know how I miss this. Oh but my god! This card is adorable. If you this is literally one of the cutest it, arts of all time. You need to go look because you, I mean it's also terrifying because what's happening here? So a wolf has been died. shrunk down to, to the size of a mouse, and it's being fed to other mice. What? I don't know if it's being fed or if it's just being put in the same cage as. It's going to be like a battle royale situation oh, in here. Oh, I guess what wolf would win. If it's a mouse-sized wolf, we'll beat mice-sized mice in a fight. <laughs> Obviously. But I'm really glad we've established <laughs> this. A mouse-sized <laughs> wolf will beat, beat mice-sized mice in, in a fight. fight. Yes. I don't wait. Hear me out. What? What if you're wrong? That is how. Because the wolf doesn't understand how to be small. Yeah. Or at the same size as its prey. Exactly. Also, I think like mice could be vicious. There's two mice in this picture, too. So they it's two to one. This is just this is all leading up to say if you have a take on who would win this fight, tweet at us with the hashtag mice sized (laughs) mice. (laughs) I I don't know. Wolves are pretty vicious, though, and mice are just interested in cheese and mazes. (laughs) Mice would love an escape room. Their whole lives are escape (laughs) rooms sometimes in the lab. Just saying. <laughs> my, my whole lives are escape rooms. What what a philosophical Is that Jace, show we're by bringing the way, putting... I think so. That's his tattoos. Yeah. Wow. Jace, what a meanie. Who had the tattoos first, Jace or Liliana? Liliana, she's one billion years old. Okay, so Jace like copied her on those those sweet tats. Yeah. Oh my god, I just can't get over it. It's so it's cute. So cute. It's painful. It's adorable. It's anyway. So, it's so mad. It's so tiny. I'm printing a correction in this newspaper that is wow. amateuring. That wow. dwindle is the cutest card of M19. Oh, anyway, my deck was blue white. Yeah, your deck had some it was great sick. cards in it. I thought this deck was great. Uh the number one uh card was patient rebuilding. Oh. 
which is three blue blue. So it's not even that expensive for a sorcery. And on your upkeep, not a sorcery, an enchantment. An enchantment. You're on your upkeep. Your opponent mills three cards, and uh, if any land cards are put into the graveyard this way, you draw a card based on how many land cards are put in. So they put in two lands. You draw two cards, and then you still draw your card for your upkeep. Oof. So uh, let me just tell for you draw. for your draw step. God, where am I? Uh, anyway, so <laughs> this card, I was like, oh, we'll see how good it is. It is fantastic. Pack it was- one, pick one. Every single time, I once drew three cards off of it and felt like an utter genius. Even it's though so good. All I this card is like an enchantment. I was I was sitting there watching that happen. Yeah, and I was like, Maria's deck looks busted. And then I was like, I think if you draw four cards a turn, almost oh any yeah, deck. <laughs> like mean- you drew you drew to be like like six cards yeah. across two turns and it it's like that's dumb just, that's just absurd by the way i only there was only one occasion when i did not draw cards off of this wow and it was fine because i had like, already netted so many off of it i wasn't even mad yeah how could you be You're like, okay the deck was cool and the reason that i think it was super cool is uh who is this who is this ghost who is this ghost that I'm looking for? Departed deckhand. One and a blue for a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, when it becomes a target of a spell sacrifice that it can't be blocked except by spirits. I don't know how many spirits are in this set, but I never saw one across the table from this. Three and a blue. Another target creature you control can't be blocked by spirits this turn. Um, oh, can't be blocked except by spirits this turn. Excuse me. I love this card. It's a two drop. 2-2 for two, two for two. So it's a bear. It has evasion, um, and it helps your other creatures have evasion late in the game, and there's almost nothing your opponent can do about it. If they want to do something, they literally have to kill, use a removal spell on it because yeah. it's not spells or abilities. Anyway, no, it's I, great. I love that card. Um, ooh, Star-Crowned Stag, also a great card. Excellent. Classic Elmer. Classic Elk Classic friend. Elmer. Three and white for a 3-3. Three, three. Whenever it attacks, tap target creature defending player controls. Yeah. What a great stag. What great art. Fabulous art. Classic stag. Card was good in the set that it was in, which was Theros. Yeah, that was the one that had Bestow. Oh, oh it was even better. What then. a world that was. But this we were really living large. Omen uh, Speaker back in. Amazing. Yeah. Great card. What do you think overall of uh, the speed of the format? Because that's something important to establish up front in a new format. Um, That's a great question. I think it's like a corset. Yeah. Very medium. So very medium. It's not very Mid-range. fast. It's also not very slow. Um, my, my loss came, uh, like I lost game one to, uh, my opponent put a lot of things on a Pegasus Corsair. Um, and I could not find one of my removal spells to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, and then like the next one, I like, I lost multiple games across the day by keeping two land hands and not finding a third soon enough. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like you'll get, unlike Dominaria (laughs) where I think that sometimes you could get away with that for a couple of turns. You're like, okay, you have time to draw out of it. I don't know that it's a format. It's not so slow that you're going to have time to draw out of stuff like that. If you don't hit a land in the next couple of of, of draws. Yes, I agree. But I think we, we all need to be vigilant because there are the fast decks out there. Yeah. I did run into and played online some red-white aggressive decks, which mm-hmm. will just smash your face in using cards like Viachino Pyromancer to deal two to you. That extra little two can be can matter and Mighty Leap to give them plus two, plus two and flying. All these things. And green-white can be very aggressive too. So yeah. these decks do exist. They're not they're not non-existent. Like do, do, we're all still probably in the haze of Dominaria. We're uh, like, yeah, these we're decks just don't like, happen. Large. We don't care. We can splash all the colors. No, M19. You can do anything you want. Is a little will restrict you a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. 
By the way, online, I drafted my dream deck. Which was? It was mono green, except for three copies of Seder. I don't know what it was. Seder, it cares about you playing auras and enchantments. Oh, yeah, yeah, Enchanter or something like that. And uh, and including Druid of Horns, which makes three, three beasts when you cast aura spells that target it. And all of the auras you could ever want. Um, It was amazing. It was beautiful, Megan. It was it's all that you want to do. Yeah, all that you want to do. I'm also having a fun, ton of fun playing M19, by yeah. the way, which, you know, isn't a given that it's a, because it's a core set, which you're like, yeah. oh, it's so simple. Like, just Very straightforward. But it's super fun. Yeah, it's great. Anyway. Um... Yeah, I That's my hot take. My, my deck was like very honestly like it had a lot of removal, and other than that, it was like very mid range. Yeah, like my curve topped out at I did have one seven drop. Like I said, the three three that destroys something, but like other than that, like I had uh, Lena at six, which is the one that makes a bunch of like one one tokens. I had two Angel of Dawn. I love Angel of Dawn. Angel of the Dawn. Anyways, the one that's a 3-3 that when it comes in, it gives all of your creatures plus one plus one in Vigilance. That card is That sick. card is so good. Watch I have two copies. that card. Like, It'll get you. Right? I had like Lena and I was like, okay, but then I opened two copies of that and I'm like, now I'm in white. Plus Lena. Now I'm in white. That's this sick. Great. Boom. Yeah. I love playing Gallant Cavalry, which is AKA Call the Cavalry, but it's not a like, sorcery. Better Call the Cavalry. Better Call the Cavalry. I think it is better in this set than Call the Cavalry was in Dominaria. Yes. Call the Cavalry into angel of dawn boom get you how do you deal with my two three three vigilance attackers it's like you built your own history of banalia yeah (laughs) yeah build your own they go so well together Mm -hmm. yeah that that uh is a is a combo that i think is uh fantastic as well yeah overall we look forward to bringing you more insights as we play it a little bit more um but right now you know make sure you're Pack and removal, because it's a classic core set. You're yep. just going to want to kill creatures. You want to have a solid curve yep. with, you know, it's like back to basics, like evasion You do is need great. some two drops. Removal is great. Play some two drops, some three drops. Sadly, by Dominaria, but. Yeah. <laughs> Gone are the days when no one played anything until turn four. Yeah. Which sometimes ha- I played At matches. All the time. That I'm still having this problem where I'm like, I've got four drops in my hand. I'll keep it. No, yeah. play turn four. No. It's fine. No. No, it's not fine. No. We're, we we got to move away from that yep. a little bit. Colossal Dreadmaw, a good card. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. show to say thank you to ultra pro that rhymed it really did hey guess what i'm holding right here a sick ultra pro deck box check it out i used this at the pre-release and even while you were using it i was like look at that sick deck box i literally said that here it is it's a deck box that is large enough to hold a million cards and it has a little dice slot in the bottom oh it's so good it's great and by the way i got compliments (laughs) again as i always do on my space dice space dice they're actually called gravity dice but to ultrapro.com or you can get them at cardkingdom.com slash MTA cast um, and see, you know, see all of these awesome space dice. My space They call dice. them gravity dice. Gravity dice. Deck boxes, play mats, great sleeves, whether you want art, whether you want eclipse sleeves that shuffle so nice, have that sweet matte finish. Yeah. Uh, head on over there. Ultra Pro is great and we're happy to have them as a sponsor and you should check out their stuff. Uh, 
Okay, so now we're going to talk about learning control, which is uh, the lesson for for me in life because mm-hmm. I've played a lot of aggressive decks, a lot of creature-based strategies. Control has been something of a mystery and has eluded me as to, number one, why would you play it? Number two, <laughs> how you would play it. I, on the other hand, talk with my therapist all the time about how much I have too much control over the things <laughs> in my life. So... She's like, I think you need to start playing aggressive decks. It sounds like a joke, but it only partly is. So I uh, had the pleasure of being in the booth with Andrew Brown, who's absolutely fantastic, and Reed Duke, who's absolutely fantastic, while we were watching some standard these past couple of weekends, and a lot of control decks happened to me while I was there. They happened to all of us. Yes, they did. Everybody watching. We had some control and control mirrors, which were kind of silly. Oh, boy. And, uh... You know, I just got some extra insight into control watching these matches from our esteemed uh, pros who were next to me in the booth. And I want to share some of the lessons I learned with you. Tell us about your takeaways. This is from our newsletter. So number one, control is played in the hand. All right. So what does that mean? Uh, If you know me, you know, I'm not a control player, not even close. Um, Anyway. Here you go. Uh, Sorry. I've gone to watch a lot of control versus control magic. It's amazing I survived to tell the tale. Here we go. Reed said something this past weekend that's really stuck with me. Control isn't played on the board. It's played in the hand. This was relevatory to me as a creature-based deck player who is consistently thinking about winning with permanence on the battlefield. What if I thought about the battlefield as living in my hand instead of on the board, like turning the game sideways? Once I understood that... more clearly that the players were playing a hand-based card quality sub game. It made those mirror matches more interesting to watch. So yeah. what I, I did not, I just thought, what if, what if this battlefield where I'm normally putting creatures out and everything isn't happening, but instead the creatures are spells and card draw things and they're living in my hand and the battlefield's in our hands and not actually on the table. And you can't see your, your yeah, opponent's and you battlefield. you don't know what creatures they might have. Yeah. And you're just trying to have enough answers for your opponent's quote unquote creatures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It was really crazy for me to think about that because I just was like... Oh, that makes so much more sense as opposed to there's just two people who are sitting here and drawing cards every turn and just sitting here. But what they're actually doing is committing more, quote unquote, creatures to the board by having more answers in their hand. Yeah. And I don't know. That's the way I had to think about it for it to kind of click. I think that like one of the things that I always forget if I step away from standard magic for a while. Yeah. And I'm not playing control mirrors and then I come back. I always forget off the, like right away how much i need to not be the first person to cast a spell oh yes absolutely like it's, uh it's patience not great you like you you need to be so patient and then you need to be more patient beyond that set yourself up for success and yeah. let the other person make the mistake is the way that my dad would say it when he's coaching hockey make them make the mistake yeah and so you just like it feels so strange sometimes to just be like, all that I'm doing is making land drops and all I want to do is keep making land drops. Right. And somehow if I'm just doing that, that's all I'm you need. putting myself in a better position to win this game. That was my than second by, like, lesson. Trying to like tap out on five and just like slam my scarab God. And it's like, no, no bad news. 
Don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> Speaking of land drops, <clears throat> this is a lesson from Andrew. He said, who wins in control mirrors often comes down to whoever plays the most lands because the ability to cast more spells than your opponent is paramount. If you're able to cast just one more counter spell than your opponent on a critical turn, it can make all of the difference. Yeah. I, I did not know that either. He's just sitting there like, all right, they missed our land drop. And I'm like, wow, what, is that the most important thing that's going on right now? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of is. That's one of the places where it's like, right, if you're trying to be the most patient person and not cast spells, but if you're just like, you hit your fifth land drop and you have no more lands in hand, it's like, okay, maybe on your opponent's end step, now you're going to cast this glimmer of genius. Yeah. Because you really do not want to miss your sixth land drop. That's so weird. Glimmer, and I want this land to yeah. join my other 20 lands on the battlefield. Okay, maybe like not once you're at like 20, but like, <laughs> right? I would say yeah, as you're yeah. counting up, like you need to get, you want it, you want that number to be high of your lands, so on, your lands on the battlefield. It's so wild. If you get stuck at five, you're just like, oh, I'm losing this game. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about this? So this was when I was trying out control in modern. Yeah. Uh, and I'm playing, I'm playing a control mirror in modern and my opponent gets stuck on three for a while. And I'm like, yes, great. So I just start uh, like that. That deck has a little bit more burn because I was playing Jeskai. Yes. So I start burning them because I'm like, do you know what? There's there's a chance that like I kill them if I just like cast a snap. Like if I bolt their face, snapcaster, bolt their face again and start attacking. Yeah. Again. And eventually they hit four and I cast a cryptic command and bounce one of their lands back to their hand. Nice. And they try and counter, but I played enough more lands that I like counter it back and they just scoop at scoop. that point because they know like they're never going to be able to get enough lands onto the battlefield to stop me from doing what I yeah. want to do. <laughs> That's so wild. It was a very satisfying feeling. So there you go. If, if you're like me and have a little trouble with control, I think thinking of it, the way that I presented might help you find it more interesting or at least give you more of an insight into actually what is happening. If I, if I kind of think of it that way as a creature tech player, as opposed to just thinking about it, it was like, Oh, I'll draw this thing. Okay. Now I'm going to counter. Oh, well, I'm so proud thing. of you as you begin this journey. <laughs> it's a wonderful thank, thing. Thank you. Maybe I'll even find it interesting enough to do at some point. Oh, so who am I kidding? <laughs> Am I kidding? Was that painful to say? It seemed yes. like it was painful for you to say. Whew. Speaking of being body snatched, <laughs> who's not living? Maybe the alien body snatched you into my body and then I'm somewhere eating a bagel. <gasps> wow. I hope so. <laughs> the part where you're eating a bagel. Oh, somewhere. okay. <laughs> that part. I want to be me. No offense to you. Uh, that's fine. I want to be eating a cinnamon raisin bagel with peanut butter on top that's the most disgusting thing i've ever heard so wow really okay no it's not like disgusting but like that is not when i'm talking about a bagel experience that is not the experience i'm talking about <laughs> what's your bagel perfect bagel experience just like a classic sesame seed bagel like nice and crispy toasted with cream cheese Plain oh, cream cheese. Classic. Yeah. Use oh, the man. hashtag bagel experience. Let us know your favorite <laughs> bagel. When I was in Montreal, man, uh, if any of if any of our listeners are from Montreal, yeah. you all know your bagels are dope. What's with Montreal bagels? So they like um they're they're boiled in like not it's gonna sound weird when I say sugar water, but it's not like super sugary or anything. Sugar. It's just like lightly sugary. And so it makes their their outsides just like the tiniest bit sweet. And then oh, they're also nice. like a little bit denser. They're like kind of brightier on the inside. They're really good. Montreal bagels. Yeah. Watch out, they're New York. Great. <laughs>
<laughs> it's time for Flavor Dicks Theater presents Movie Pitches! That's right, we've got a brand new set, which means it's time for some brand new movies uh, based on the titles. Are yes. the titles taken from the cards? We will, uh, you know, we'll make some winners here, I have no doubt. <laughs> yes, so if you are a movie studio executive... We say this every time. Contact haven't us. Haven't had a call yet, but, sadly. Um, I think it's probably, like, you know... It's hard to find uh, our contact info. We never say it. Yeah, we never do say it. We never say it. <laughs> okay, so um, if it's a reprint, I don't know, it, then you can maybe skip it if yeah. you, if we've done it before on movie pitches. Okay, so what is this one going to be? I've got her. <laughs> I've got a rare actually. So wow. By okay. the way, enter our gleam contest uh, in the show notes or linked under the video Ooh, yeah. to win some of these cards. Um, okay. <laughs> So what happens in this? Uh, okay, I've got one. Okay. Okay, so in this one, uh, in, in my movie pitch, yes. um, we are taken inside the human brain. Ooh, um, like magic school bus style? Yes, exactly. Except Sweet. this is sort of like a fantasy version where there are people, like not people, but there's like essentially humanoid looking organisms that live on your brain and cultivate it. Oh, so they're essentially <laughs> like the gardeners of your brain. Cool. Um, and the, everyone has them, right? Everyone's brain is like this amazing garden. I like um, it. and you have all of the different areas where different kinds of like, right? Like you're like, like the visual part of your brain is like these really beautiful flowery trees. And like the, oh. the oral section of your brain is like a symphony orchestra. Right. And it's like all taken care of by these caretakers. And then they realize one day, um, that there is some sort of pervasive rot that is like spreading through the brain oh, no. and they're having to battle it. So they have to go to battle and try and figure out what it is that is like corrupting people's brains. This is trippy AF. It really is. <laughs> Anyways, mind rot. <laughs> wow. Don't watch that under certain circumstances. Uh, mine is a, a movie that's about uh, somebody. I'm really obsessed with fortune tellers in these for some reason. It's a, a woman who wants to know her future so badly that she does some dark magic that uh, uh, ends up telling her her future, but in doing so has tainted everything bad. So it would have been the things that happened to her would have been good. They would have been happy. But because she wow. was, she decided to use dark magic to f foretell them, uh, they have been tainted and thus <gasps> turned bad. No. And in fact, she keeps doing it so much to, to the nth degree that she ends up spoiling everything in her life into her own demise. Wow. Her and those around her. And she ends up having to live in a dark cave under the earth but she can tell the future, which is what she always wanted. However, her, her life became, you know, in shambles and she now is forced to live in a dark cave under the ground. But people come to her for the future, but she can only foretell evil things. Dark Dweller Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A, a cautionary tale. Nice. Don't use magic, kids. <laughs> um, All right. 
This one is um this one is like a high fantasy. Okay. And uh we go way, way, way back in time. And there is um there is a, a witch who, even though she's trying to be good, it's still during a time when she's like cast out from her community. Yeah. Um and they and she transforms into into an evil serpent. Um and then wrecks havoc on the community Ooh. to get back at them. Um and then lives a lonely and miserable life for a very, very, very long time because she's a witch. So she's yeah. essentially eternal. Um and then there's like what is left of that community um kind of like you know scraps itself back together and generations and generations and generations down the line they're rebuilding and they're built around the hatred now of the serpent that Ooh, you know in their yes. in their history destroyed their community yes. uh and every like you know every generation they have a warrior that's supposed to go out and try and and trap the ser- serpent and kill it and none of them have returned uh until oh, and so oh. we see the the woman who's the warrior for her generation yeah and she goes out and she finds it and she finds the blades of all of the warriors that have tried to kill it before embedded in the serpent except it's still alive wow um Epic. And it makes her realize, like, what is like, I can't just try and kill this thing. I'll meet the same end. Right. Uh, and so instead she befriends it and she learns the story of the witch who was originally cast out. Uh, and together they they go back and they wreak havoc on the community again. Together. Together. <laughs> it's called Daggerback Basilisk. <laughs> That's great. I'm watching it late night on C- Cinemax or something. All right. This one is a comedy. Um, it's a happy go lucky guy named Frank who's a little chubby and tries to be <laughs> do things well and he uh, is going to Hawaii with a bunch of his uh, old frat buddies from college yeah. and they're going to have a sweet party in Hawaii and just tear it up like they did back in the days like his life's not really together like yeah. he's still living in his parents basement and all of that kind of stuff but you know he means well played by what's his name from uh parks and rec oh yeah chris pratt chris pratt played by chris pratt obviously what's his name oh my god okay anyway they're in hawaii i'm old and uh they're <laughs> like you know what we should do one drunken night uh, they're like we should climb up to this volcano <laughs> And, and like okay. check it out and of course Frank trips and falls into the volcano and everyone's like oh my god Frank's dead um, but he rises back out of the volcano and he's fine and they're all what? like this is messed up and that's when the Marvel credits roll <laughs> and you realize you've been watching a Marvel movie the whole time and it's a brand new character called Lava Axe <laughs> <laughs> so it's the origin story yes. for lava, lava axe. axe and of course he can oh throw my God. a lava axe yes do you know what that needs to be picked up immediately we need to make that film chris pratt call me <laughs> that is a classic comedy yeah I think, I think that needs to happen i can see oh uh, uh, yeah i can see it okay this one is about um an athlete and we'll just call them m for now okay uh and Ooh. you know he's he's been working really hard uh his entire life we'll say that um he's a fencer okay a fencing yeah um anyways and he's been working really hard his entire life and he has like a lot of talent but the problem is that he can't overcome his his anxiety when it comes to being at an actual tournament and fighting a match yeah he just is always filled with just like over like overwhelming anxiety um and it's just a story about like he's trying to to battle that uh, and his nemesis is like this like hyper confident opponent you know from yeah from like some you know fancy school of fencing who just has always won and believes that they're always ahead and always winning uh and eventually he overcomes his anxiety uh and his name is ma it's colossal dread ma (laughs) (laughs) 
Also relating to my own story where I was hyper confidently winning a game and then colossal dread right, Got you. Got me. All right. This is a lovely uh, tale akin to a knight's tale of a young uh, knight who she really wants to be awesome, but, yeah. you know, is not very good and in tournaments, always consistently losing until somebody, a uh, very mysterious figure, gives her a, sh- a shield and a sword that are imbued with magical properties. And Ooh. she can finally, she's winning all of these battles and just, just nothing but destruction in her path. And everyone's like, wow, you're really good this whole time. We can't believe you're so talented. But deep down, she's like, oh no, it's because I have this magical sword. It's not because I'm actually any good. Yeah. Gets to the final battle and the sword and the shield are broken <gasps> by versus the opponent who has got some like dark magic going on or something. Wow. She's like, oh no, this is terrible. I'm never going to win now. But her uh, squire shows up and is like, here, take this old knight, this old sword from when you were starting. She's like, well, that's basically my death sentence. And here we go. But finds out that the power was in her all along and wins Aww. anyway with the old sword. Novice knight. Novice Aww, knight. I love it. Yeah. Okay, um, and this one, um, we go back to the Regency era. Ooh, and there's a, yes. There's a governess, um, and she is teaching this woman who is immensely talented. Um, she's incredible with languages. She's an incredible piano player. Like, she's just brilliant. Yeah. Um, and this woman is, it reminds her a lot of herself, and she's like, look, look how much good it did me, right, at the end of the day. I'm just a governess because there's not enough room in this world for women to be brilliant the way that like yeah. this, this girl is um and so she obviously dresses her as a boy yeah uh, and they go to, they go to europe and they tour europe as like this amazing this amazing pianist uh and you know become very successful and very acclaimed it's called inspired charge oh that's great yeah I've got a movie about famine in a village. The whole village is dying. Everybody's, you know, they're Uh hungry. Uh Um, But there's no food. There's no rain. It's a famine. What are they going to do? A girl in a field finds a rock. Uh And the rock is magic. And is like, I feel like I can use this rock to feed many people. (laughs) And she places the rock on top of another rock. It's like a pyramid sort of situation. Uh And those like rock tower things... Boom, and it goes on there and a giant like Millery like builds up around her and she's able to feed the town and stop the famine. Oh, millstone. <laughs> yep. Yep. OK. Um, you know what? Before before he met Dorothy, the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz was not a, was not a great person, was not a great person. This is the story of who he was before he came to meet her and become a good person. Field creeper. <laughs> He was a field creeper. <laughs> oh, my, my, this movie is just about, it's just, a, it's like a Mr. Magoo situation, but it's from the, from the dead. It's a skeleton Mr. Magoo. And he just goes around making all sorts of mistakes and getting hit by cars and falling off cliffs, reassembling skeleton. Perfect. Always I think that we need to stop together. there. We're going to stop there okay. at field creeper and, oh, and, and the Mr. Magoo skeleton. Exactly. Once again, call Paramount. These are obviously just genius. These are gems. Oh, every single one of them. <laughs> well, everybody, that's our show for this week. Hope you had yeah. a good time hanging out with us. More M19 next week for sure. Yes. Follow us on twitch.tv slash magic the amateuring to check out our M19 arena stream coming up this week. If you want to know all about what our favorite card is in the core set. Yes. 
sign up for our newsletter. We're going to have a section coming up in the next one. Okay. Um, about each of our favorite current cards in the core set. Not rares even. If you're okay. too... Oh, yeah. Not even rares. Just yeah. like whatever. Just our okay. favorite cards. And another sweet recipe. This time coming from this one. Awesome. By which I mean me. I pointed at myself. If you want to check out how our pre-release was in I- IRL, kind of, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to have a pre-release vlog up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash MTA cast. This Wednesday, you can hang out with us for a vlog and it's full of hot takes. Not only from us. Full of hot takes. But also friends of the show. The Pirate Boys are in the video yeah. giving their hot takes. Ryan Overturf of SCG coverage is in there giving his hot takes about the format. I had to play him in the last round and was destroyed by wow. his dumb sarkin enchantment dumb sarkin i I say dumb because we talked about that it is really good it's so good that card where it looks like first you look at it and you're like this is a trap and then you look at it a second time you're you're like like, wait no this is awesome just great because i'm just gonna be playing big creatures uh, which i want to do and also killing their creatures at the same time yep try and get out from under that hole you can't spoiler alert anyway yeah that'll be up on our youtube channel which will be pretty cool and um, thanks again to the sponsors of the show whether yes. you are a patron supporting us um cardkingdom.com slash mtacast and ultra pro I'm also going to put the link to sign up for the newsletter in the show notes and under the YouTube video. So you can just click on that uh, as well to to uh, find out how to, uh, you know, sign up for cool things and that Sweet. sort of thing. And that's all right. Till next time. I turned into a robot. Help no. me. Help me. No. I turned into a robot.